The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. everybody welcome welcome everybody into the hump day, day. you got me hump day hotline hump day <laughs> on the uh buffalo rumblings vidcast network uh it's like, <laughs> his snare rich's snare in that in that track just sounds so <laughs> it's like the, the punch is super good but uh uh but uh, you are listening or tuned into the hump day hotline on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network i am one of the hosts of this show my name is joe miller you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired and that over there is your boy Jay Spence the King. You can find me at Jay Spence the King on every platform. Yep, and we are matchy matchy tonight. Yeah, look at you, Wildest Dreams Land. <laughs> there you go. And 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 this was a time when it was Wildest Dreams Land for me with the with the city of Buffalo having an NBA yeah. team. Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilders, we're, we are matching all the way around. Yep, yep, very good. But Jay Spence, it's been uh, what was when was the last time we did a show? Was it around? Was it the draft? It was around the draft, wasn't it? I believe it was just after the draft. Just after the draft, how have you been? Mm-hmm. How have things been treating you? Are you ready for some football? I am more than ready for football. I'm so tired of watching uh, the 2022 season and the 21 season. Uh, I just kind of finished watching the other day. I, I actually was watching other teams' get schedules now. So, like, that tells you where I'm at. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm watching the Vikings season because I just like Justin Jefferson. So, I'm watching their season. So you're watching other teams' seasons at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. You are, it's bad. you are, you are all in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down bad, man. I'm down bad. It's, it's like that meme when he's like, "You got any more of that? <laughs> Give me some more of that football. I need more football." <laughs> I, uh, I've watched several games a couple times. There's a couple, and I can't think of them off the top of my head that I have not watched. Um, I think I have not watched the Jets loss. Uh, I haven't, and I have not watched the Miami, uh, 
uh, or the, I'm sorry, the Cincinnati playoff loss. I have not watched either of those mm-hmm. two games back. So all the other ones I've watched. So if you, the you've gone through game, all of them, yeah, yeah, I've watched the Cincinnati game like four times. Four times. Yeah, I, I watched it four times. And the score was bad. And mm-hmm. they, you know, obviously those of us who were there or who watched it, we remember what it was. We saw that we saw it. But when you when you look at it and you go through everything, it's not as bad. It's still bad, but it's yeah. not as it's not as bad as yeah. as I probably first thought. Um, yeah. RJ asked me, he says, Spence, after a rewatch, how insanely lucky were the Vikings last year? I tell you what. Very lucky. I mean, and for the entire season, um, a lot of the games that they've a lot of games that they won, they came back from behind to win and they won like on a last minute field goal or a last minute type situation where the other team gave the ball up or um, it, it was just it was insane. Specifically, the Bills game, you know, you, you think up, you just think about that and injuries, injuries really hurt us because you, you think about if Micah Hyde was there for that play instead of Cam Lewis. Yeah, we would have won that game. Or yeah. it's again speaking about injuries. I think if Tremaine wasn't injured, we would have won that game. Um, yeah. there, there's so many different things that we can talk about, but but no, I, I, extremely lucky. But Justin Jefferson, he's him. He's him. Yeah, yeah, that dude can play some football. And uh, you know who else is him? Is Stephon Diggs. That dude is uh, the real deal. There was. I did. Were you following any of the? Uh, Oh, uh, what was it? Uh, the the reception perception stuff that was going on when uh, like Stefan Diggs has an eight like better than eighty six percent win rate on every route that there is possible. Every route he runs, he's better than eighty six percent. Like just kind of cementing and proving even more. It's funny because when you go back to that trade, and I know this is not something we were planning on talking about, which is something you and I do all the time. Um, and it's always the conversation of who got the better deal. And I don't know that we'll necessarily ever really know until both of their careers are over. Um, but Stefan Diggs has been electric for this football team. Um, he's been amazing for the development of Josh Allen. You know, it was, it was from the moment you saw him on the football field in a real game, you're like, that's what a wide receiver one looks like because we had been starved for one for so long. Justin Jefferson is a tremendous player, immediate impact as, as was Diggs. Diggs had some injury issues early in his career in his first season. He didn't play as much. Um, but when you look at them, they're different players, but they're both so dominating. It's going to be interesting just to see how both of their, their careers play out. And we don't have to remain on this topic. It's just, yeah. it's just, it'll always be intriguing to me. This conversation. I think it, I think it depends on what you value at this point. Yeah. Like, cause, cause it's splitting hairs. So like, so for me right now today, if I was to start a team and you tell me, okay, you can pick one wide receiver out of the NFL mm-hmm. as your wide receiver one. I'm probably going to go Justin Jefferson at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just, it's just based on everything that I see. Um, Diggs is an I incredible, if not the best route runner, he's a top three route runner in the league, mm-hmm. catches almost everything that comes his way. He's a great teammate, as we saw with the DeMar Hamlin charity softball tournament. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. So, I mean, like, I, I, there's when I say that, I'm not taking anything away from Diggs. I just think that Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson is like, to me, the reincarnation of Randy Moss. And I don't think many people see that yet, but those that really watch him, I'm telling you is he's, he's different, man. He's different. Well, well, Moss got known for all the deep routes, him and Dante Culpepper chucking the ball 70 yards down the field. Right. And and, and the reality was is Moss could run all that underneath stuff as well, but we knew him just because of the deep stuff. And then when he got to, to the Patriots, Tom Brady did wildly the same thing to him. Just started chucking mm-hmm. the ball over everybody's head. Hey, Randy, go get it. And uh, Randy could. Um, not that Justin Jefferson can't, but I think Randy probably had him a little bit in foot speed. 
But overall, that's not a bad comp. You're probably right. And oh yeah, no, reality, Randy's better. <laughs> Randy's <yeah>. better. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see uh, how both their careers play out. But let's uh, let's just talk about some recent NFL news. So welcome everybody into the show. Those those of you that are joining us live, thank you so much. It's good to see all of you. I am currently on location uh, at at Lime Lake in New York. Uh, my family is not here at the moment, so Jay Spence and I have have the we've got the cottage and the lake all to ourselves. Me, you, me, me and you, buddy. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, not I'm not there. I'm not there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't spoil it. You're spoiling it for. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I would like to be on the lake right now. I am not. Joe didn't invite me today. Okay. <laughs> well, if you make it here before August 5th, you are invited. So uh, absolutely 100% invited. But uh, so Saquon Barkley is in the news right now, and I have been a bring me Saquon Barkley guy mm-hmm. um, since last year, and. Even with all the conversation of, you know, Quan is washed up, Quan is cooked, Quan is done, like that, he's injury prone, he's made of glass, and the boy gets healthy, right? And then he shows up last year and he does his thing. Um, and now he wants to get paid, right, uh, as any good player does. And it's going to go back to that conversation that is always had, which is what is a running back worth and are they worth paying the money to? Um, we just saw Dalvin Cook. Right, Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook just got cut for a very similar reason. Cut. They didn't even. They weren't even like, "Hey, we're we're gonna keep you around until next year." They were just like, "Man, you can go." Peace. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even. Do they have anybody behind him that's Dalvin Cook good enough? Like as good as Dalvin? I don't think so. Right. I think they believe in Madison. I don't know if Madison is gonna be. You He's know. not Dalvin Cook. Let's just yeah. let's just put that to bed. So Saquon Barkley is threatening. Uh, to hold out until he gets a real contract and doesn't have to play in a franchise tag, which brings up two things. Number one, I understand the injury piece, and you always side with the players well. Not that I don't side with them at all or I don't side with them well. You just always have a very good take as it pertains to what the players might be thinking, how they might be feeling. I understand when you're on a franchise tag, it's not necessarily guaranteed money. If you get hurt and your career is over, like you miss that signing bonus and all that kind of stuff. But what you're talking about playing – for some of the dollars that these guys are like, you know, Tremaine, if he'd have hypothetically been franchised by the Bills, it would have been what $18 million more than he's getting paid for an annual on an annual basis with the Bears. So there's two parts to that, which is like, would it really be that bad to play for that much money? Even if he does for a couple years in a row, um, like Lamar did, but and then there's all the conversation about how much money, quote unquote, Lamar lost. But, um, but at the end of the day, is this something they can get done? I mean, do they, are they going to, are they going to put, 30, 40, 45 million dollars in a running back in the Giants? And what does it mean for Dable? I think so. So, this, the, the first part of your question to answer it, I think, like for Saquon, it, it's if we were talking about Devin Singletary here, I think the conversation is different, you know. But I think, I think for the, the New York football Giants, I think what Saquon Barkley does, Saquon Barkley for the Giants is what Josh Allen is for the Bills. Yes. So it's not just that you're talking about paying a top running back. You're talking about paying 80% of your offense because you Mm. don't, with respect to my man, Isaiah Hodgins over there now, you don't have (laughs) stud receivers. You know, you don't have, okay, you traded for Darren Waller, so you got a good tight end, but he's been injured out in Vegas. So we don't even know if he's going to give you a full season. Saquon last year and Saquon when he's healthy is giving you everything. Mm. So, from that standpoint, to me, it's like saying, well, no, let's let's just let's franchise tag Josh and not and not pay Josh and keep him around. Again, it running yeah, back yeah. is different. It's a yeah. little bit different, but he, he's 80% of the offense. I would I would absolutely 
look, let, let's take care of Saquon. If we they took care of freaking, are you kidding me? You took Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Come is, on, man. Isn't he making more than Josh right now on a, on a per per year basis? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe close to. I think it's like forty a year, but still, like it's not. Come on, man. They, Just, Daniel Jones. Uh, they, hey, Daniel. Uh, we know we got to get you done. We really like you. We want to keep you around. Uh, we know your agent and like the market might be saying 40, but we want to pay you 30 and give Quan 10 of your money. Is that okay? Easy. Like, easy. Right? You know, the guy Daniel, that makes your job, you know, right? he makes your Daniel, job kind of easy. And Daniel Jones should be like, let's do that. <laughs> like how, why would you not? And then, and then I think about the, um, uh, Le'Veon Bell situation. Yeah. You know, and it's very similar. Le'Veon Bell held out because he's like, no, I'm worth more than this. But then what ended up happening is he actually held himself out of his prime. You know, yeah. like he he probably had another year or two that he was worth the money. And then, you know, you, you stay out of the game, you hold out, you don't get the reps, you know, you're not up to speed. Then you get in, then you pull your hamstring because you're not ready. And so yeah. I don't know. It, it's touchy on both sides, but I do think Saquon Barkley, if, if any running back right now, who is up for a contract deserves to be paid is Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. Love Bell out of uh, Groveport, Ohio, Groveport High School in uh, Groveport, Ohio, just south of Columbus, uh, where we lived for about 10 years, uh, is an interesting story just because the, the holding out piece definitely, he lost a year or so of like his prime. But he also, that's like the story of a dude that is literally a situation, not a situational player. Uh, but like he's a system player, right? He it was that it was that Steelers. As much as he was good, was patient, had vision. He has a lot of the things, and I've kind of comped James Cook a little bit to him. Not that they're the same player because they're not, but James's running style is becoming a little bit similar. Um, it was very clear once he got to the Jets with Adam Gase uh, that you know he was very much a system player. Like whatever the, whatever the Jets were going to do with him or try to do with him, it just wasn't a fit. Um, and that's I guess a fear for Saquon. You know, is Saquon? you know, a Barry Sanders type where you could put him behind any offensive line in any system and he's going to go nuts or is he more of a Lev Bell, right? We've got a certain blocking scheme. We're going to run a zone. We're going to do this, you know, and, and fit you in and, and you're going to be able to dominate based on what we've got up front. Whereas, you know, when he got to the Jets, he couldn't do that. So interesting, interesting, interesting topics. Where do you go? Where do you fall? Do you feel like they're going to get it done? I think they will. Uh, I think they will too. Dayball, um, he's no idiot (laughs) he knows um he made the playoffs in his first year and they won a playoff game in their first year um he knows look i can't not make the playoffs this year and if you go into the season without saquon barkley you're probably not making the playoffs so yeah they'll get it done for sure they'll they'll probably give him like a three-year deal or maybe four years with like a three-year deal with like with the fourth as an option or two. Yeah. I could even see like a three-year deal with two as a, yeah. Something like that where they can get out of it after a couple of years, but, but no, there's no way possible that they go into the season without Saquon. Now I'll tell you what, if he's not Saquon, you know, just drive one down the 90 and, uh, (laughs) and stop before you exit New York state, stay in New York state. And then, you know, when you get to that eerie, when you get to the eerie one, then you just get off, I'll give you the directions. I'll send you the directions. You go right to One Bills Drive. There's signs. Highmark Stadium. Just follow. <laughs> yeah, right there. Just follow the sign. <laughs> Just follow the sign. You'll be good to go. I would love to see Saquon Barkley in Buffalo. Like, that would be unbelievable. Just to see it. Some, some, just a machine. A man that size with that much talent, that fast, that much skill. 
that much ability. Like, did you see the video of him squatting, whatever it was, like 565? Oh like, like it was nothing, just up and down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> like, Dude, it might have been more his, than that. It might have been 600 pounds, but yeah. His leg is the size of my entire body, but muscle, and I'm fat. Like, I don't, I don't understand what he's doing. His leg is his leg is the entire size of my entire core, and that's not a. Uh, he's that's a saying beast. something. He's yeah. a beast. <laughs> Speaking of running backs and uh, Buffalo Bills running backs, uh, Marshawn Lynch is uh, eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2025, and I am, and it's not a secret on this show or any place else. I am, and always have been, a huge Marshawn Lynch fan. I feel like the Bills Mafia, before we were the Mafia, ran him out of town. Uh, and I have said it on this show and I've tweeted a million times. We ran a future hall of famer out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, and the question that you wanted to discuss tonight, uh, is he a first ballot hall of famer? Um, I think you've got some of the, some of his, his stuff, 10,413 rushing yards, 85 mm-hmm. touchdowns. He played for what? 11 years has a super bowl ring. Um, actually when he, he went have to, yeah, he, <laughs> he so he went have. from, yeah, he should have, he went from the bills to, the Hawks obviously and dominated there. And then he was gone for a, a year, I think as well. And then came back to the Raiders. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And didn't play horribly. So for me, when I think of Marshawn Lynch, he's absolutely going to be in the hall of fame. All the, all the stuff is there. Longevity, all that crap. I don't think, I feel like the off the field stuff wanes more and more and more as we get older and older and older as a league, which means, you know, 20 years ago, if somebody got caught doing something or 30 years ago, if somebody got caught doing something, it was, it's different than it is now, if that makes any sense. So I don't think the stuff that has happened to him to include even recently, what was it last year? Yeah. Pulled over and was in Vegas in his car and he was clearly drunk. (laughs) So I don't know that that stuff necessarily carries the weight that it carries from a negative or deterrent factor. I think there's just something to be said about the fact that unless your name's Barry Sanders, you don't make the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. It's just not something that happens. So you don't think you will? No, not first ballot, no. Probably third. I mean, Thurman was a second, right? Thurman was a second a second ballot Hall of Famer. Was it Emmett? Emmett and Barry were both first first ballots, right? Um, well, let me well, let me tell you, he, he has more touchdowns than Thurman had. Yes, I know. Yep, yep. He has more, he has more rushing yards than Terrell Davis and, and Errol Campbell. So yeah, Davis has... Two Super Bowls, right? Is it two or three? Two. two. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And Earl Campbell played in a different era, right? He did. So, he did. Yeah. I think. I think for me, I, I I'm gonna just for the sake. Of, so for the record, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's gonna be the first ballot. I think probably second ballot. But if I'm gonna play devil's advocate, just for the sake of this show, um, I, I think that you know, at this point, is it third down? Third down. It is it's third down, and uh, yeah, defense is on the field. We got third, third and two. We got to stop them here. Uh, so. I can't even put my Tremaine sign up anymore, man. I'm so sad, man. What is happening? But no, I think I, I think he's a, a first like if like for argument's sake, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because I think um, you know any team that he was on, he transformed it. It was a running team, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and like I said, you look at those stats. You look at what he's accomplished now the one thing i think might hurt him is the same thing that hurt terrell oh i know you mentioned media in a way shouldn't but Mm -hmm. i I do i I think a lot of people forget because we love him like fans love him as a personality Mm -hmm. and as yes but the media the media was fed up with marshawn for a long time man like he wouldn't interview he wouldn't talk to i mean obviously we remember the famous super bowl i'm only here so i won't get fine fine. here i won't get fine (laughs) so we remember that but it was also 
aside from that, there were several years where he just wouldn't talk to the media because he felt like they twisted his. Now we know Marshawn doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't speak. He speaks how he feels and he speaks like where he's from. And he speaks, so he doesn't, he, he doesn't kind of conform to what quote unquote, the normal is supposed to be or how people tell him he should talk. So, right. you know, he got frustrated with how they were, um, you know, basically translating what he's saying. So I, I think, I think he should be a first ballot. I don't think that he will be because of um, things that have nothing to do with football, which is crazy. Wildly enough, I'm looking for his receiving stats because one of the things that gets lost on Marshawn is how good of a pass catcher he was. Um, and it's funny, the last couple of websites that I've gone to, don't they don't have his stat, statistical information as it pertains to uh, career. Let's see if this one does it. Like NFL.com is giving me nothing. It's like I have no information on Marshawn Lynch right now. Okay, so receiving, I got you. Okay. For his career, uh, 2,214 yards. Yeah, that's, that's nothing and to nine touchdowns. At. No, it's not, nine, it's not. How many receptions? He had uh, 287 receptions, so he averaged just under eight yards per reception. He's definitely going in. I, I mean, I don't I, – I, dude – for your career, you average even as a okay, the running back, you average four point two yards a carry for your career. Mm-hmm. And I know I know we play Madden a lot, so people feel like you gotta hit that five as an average. Four point two for your career is impressive. Yeah, like it's that, that, super the, impressive. Four four point two is our Hall of Fame numbers. That is Absolutely. Hall of Fame average. Uh with longevity. So four point two is a Hall of Fame number with eleven years in the league. How many rushing attempts? It's in the thousands. Uh, yeah, this website here is it, they broke it up. I have to look at it. Hold on, let me see. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now, more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Keep going. I, I got these sites... You're fine. I, that's what I said. Like I'm having, I was having a hard time finding it too. It's like, why has everything changed since? Yeah, two thousand. Um, yeah, two thousand four hundred fifty-three rushes for ten thousand four hundred thirteen. Twenty-five hundred. We probably could have done that math. Twenty-five hundred attempts, and you you averaged four point two yards per attempt. Those are mm-hmm. Hall of Fame numbers. One hundred percent, without a doubt. You can't even argue it with a Super Bowl ring, right? I mean, eleven years in the league. He's going into the Hall of Fame. The question is just going to be when. Moving on, speaking of the Hall of Fame, uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, have another, well, continues to be eligible. Now he is eligible uh, through what is, what, is the, what is the committee, the senior committee? Yeah, this is trash. 
like it's true I, I don't even like we can talk about it i don't even want to talk about it because i feel like it's crazy like steve tasker should have been in the hall of fame like i'm what am i 37 this guy should have been in when i was like 20 are you kidding me you, you put steve tasker in the dog on hall of fame now you're gonna say years later okay you didn't get in we know you should have been in right so we're gonna right. we're just gonna come on just come on in no, no, no. You got you should have voted his ass in like he was supposed to be the best special teams player of all time. Are you kidding all me? Time. Yeah, what's hard, what's hard about that argument is it's like it's immediately Devin Hester, it's immediately like certain guys that come up, and it's like mm-hmm. he played a different position. He, he played special teams. Go ahead. Good. No, I'm sorry. I was already mad, so I was going. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. You're, Go you're, ahead. you're totally you're totally fine. This is a conversation. That's what that's what's awesome about it. But it's like, you know, they play a different position. It's like saying that like uh, hypothetically speaking, you know, uh, Mike Singletary isn't in the Hall of Fame yet, but he can't go in until, you know, Refrigerator Perry goes in. It's like they play different positions. They do different things. What are you talking about? Like, Steve Tasker was not a returner. Devin Hester was not a tackler. Like, he wasn't a disruptor. What Steve Tasker did in the NFL as a special teamer, nobody has ever even come close to being like. Like, we have seen other amazingly dominant like returners granted not for the longevity that Devin Hester did but we've seen guys that have been for two three Andre Roberts we've seen guys for two three four years be amazing in this league returning the football whether it's on kicks or punts we've not seen anybody do what Steve Tasker did for as long as Steve Tasker did it there's been nobody there's no comp there is no comp to Steve zero Zero. You have, like you said it perfectly. You want to talk about Devin Hester? Okay. He broke Deion Sanders' record. We could talk about Deion Sanders. We could talk about, you mentioned Andre Roberts. We could talk about, um, there's a list of guys that we can name. Well, who was the there's, short guy that used Buffalo, to play for? There's Buffalo Bills guys. Terrence Me- McGee was great. Roscoe Parrish was great. Dante I mean, was, Hall in the comments. Like we can, we can go through a Dante list Hall. of people. Like there's, yep. there's, there's like probably eight or nine guys that you would be like, man, as a kick or a punt returner, he was that guy. You name three people who have done anything close to what Steve Tasker has done on special teams for as long Come on, man. for as long as he's done it. Come on, man! Like, yeah, and it's 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 unbelievable to even that we're even having this conversation. It's it's almost. I mean, there's a freaking punter in the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, it's just at some Yo, point he's he's got to go in. Back when the Pro Bowl was the actual game, he won MVP. Like, I'm not talking about – I'm not even talking about the stuff that we're doing now. Like, guys used to play hard in the Pro Bowl. They used to yeah. hit each other for real. Does, does everybody remember our punter, Brian Morin, being smacked and completely destroyed yeah. in the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, the Pro Bowl was a game. Yeah. He, he got MVP for special t- – In that game, yeah, for sure. And then there's, there's always the conversation, especially when it comes – the Devin, the Devin Hester uh, comparison. It's like, well, Devin Hester, Hester also played wide receiver. So did, so did Steve Tasker. <laughs> so I mean, Steve Tasker just didn't play wide receiver because of the guys that were in front of him. So he only played when they needed him, and when they did, nobody could catch him, nobody could cover him. He'd catch touchdowns it's like he was it's all insane, over the football man. field. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's absolutely nuts. So go ahead. I want to um, shout this out real quick because I actually did read something about this earlier. Um, the The Bills Babes Beat Disabilities event is happening August sixth, um, and that's going to be right next to the stadium. It's going to be fun. Um, go go to the website billsfanthunder.com uh, there's a lot of information that you can find about this but um, I, I did want to shout this out very very briefly awesome, and very one good. more thing to shout out you know what it's, it's a week of shout outs if I, I don't even think it's in here um, so the graphic for it isn't in here but uh, Bills Mafia we all know our little guy Eddie 
and uh, yep. he passed away uh, last week on us. And uh, we want to we want to be a blessing to his family. So I don't have the graphic in here, but if you go, um, I'll post it on Twitter. If you go and find me on Twitter, or if you go back and watch Code of Conduct last night, I posted there a few times, and I think Sarah and Jerry are probably going to post it on their show coming up here next. So uh, yeah, let, let's show some love to my man EJ's family. They're going to need it. Gotcha. Perfect. It's super good. Uh, moving off of Steve Tasker, who absolutely 1,000% belongs in the Hall of Fame. We all want to see it. The world needs to see it. And the world also wants to see and needs to see the Jets on Hard Knocks once again. Is there more of a compelling story than the Jets on Hard Knocks right now? Just the conversations of with Aaron Rodgers, right, and Zach Wilson. And, like, if they can figure out a way to do, like, the whole confessional thing, with Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and even have a cut, like just to see they're going to paint it in a good light, but man, I need that. I need some of that television. You know what? I, I don't think there's another team that I would want to watch. Like, and, and that's, that's me being a Bills <laughs> fan. Lions? Like I don't, maybe the lions lions, maybe Well, the lions because they're entertaining, but we got to see them last year. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I just saw them. You, you talk about person. Now, if I'm, if I'm personally, Maybe Chicago because I want to see Tremaine, Tremaine you know, yep. and I think that they made some good moves. I think they brought in some good receivers. They they did a lot of they did a lot this offseason. If you haven't paid attention to Chicago, you might want to look them up, <laughs> look them up before your draft, before your fantasy drafts. Look up the Bears players because I think you're going to be impressed. But no, other than other than me being selfish, saying I want to see Tremaine, I don't think there's another team I want to. Are you kidding me? Maybe the Patriots, just because I think it would be funny to watch Bill Belichick like rumble and ramble for for weeks but but man come on but bill belichick would be funny just because i think he's closing in on becoming like the all-time law lo- is it losses leader he's, he's about to like hold the record for mm-hmm. most losses in the nfl for head coach and he is no longer even close to threatening the wins uh record so it's like that I think it's gone the complete opposite direction. Yeah, they would be an interesting conversation, an interesting story to watch. But man, I'm, it's it's compelling to me. And even if they do end up getting, you know, lucking out and getting a guy like Dalvin Cook, who is rumored to potentially go there, I don't. I heard that on the radio the other day that like Dalvin Cook is like potentially like one of his landing spots is the Jets. I'm like, where would? How are they going to use him? Brees Hall. Who's the other guy that they got over there? They've got another running back over there that's escaping me at the moment. Well, Brees is Brees is still not a hundred percent from the ACL. I know they, they're yeah, saying he's that he's going to be. He's going to be at some point this year. At some at some point this year, but he still probably won't be a hundred. How many running backs that had an ACL? Like other than Adrian Peterson, like how many running backs came back from an ACL tear like that first year and, and was themselves? Well, that was well, we were talking about Saquon Barkley. He would be he would be that conversation that you're talking about, like. He had ACL injury in his first, what was it, six games were not Saquon Barkley-like, and that was everybody, mm-hmm. that's when everybody was like, oh, he's done. And it's like, that dude is not done. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was, I was on right. that. I was on that team. I said he was done. I didn't want him in Buffalo because of that. I just I didn't trust him. <laughs> but, but, no, I'll take him now. Saquon, again, drive down the 90 and just follow the signs to the stadium. Just follow the signs. I'll have Brandon Bean waiting for you. I'll let him know. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, but I, w- I would love to see – that's just that's got to be must see TV. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. I, I, that's the compelling reason, right? I mean, when you're talking about teams, what other teams would there be? So the Patriots. Not that we would want to see, but but compelling stories. So I know it's always like one of the bottom feeders. Maybe the Browns would be a compelling story just because of all the smoke that's still on. You know, that's going around that team. Um, Deshaun who else? Watson, yeah. Uh, what the? Texans, you know what I'm saying because maybe? of Deshaun Watson being there, right, like I yeah, still yeah, think Deshaun, yeah. the Texans. I, I think. 
um, would uh, be a good one. I think the, tit- the Titans with the with the story that Malik Willis might not have a roster spot this year is a potential. That is insane. Is that not yeah. insane to you? That's insane to me. Yes, absolutely insane to me. Third round pick. Is that right? Third round pick. Yeah, he was projected by some people to be a first, first round pick back then. You know, like right. yep, yep, slid slid to the third and uh, definitely did not look like he was ready for football when he got in the games. It was way too early for him to be in. But so, what what other oh. compelling stories could there be though? I mean, Real quick on that, I, I still think that they didn't give him time, and I also think no, no. Th- you don't put him in a system meant for Tannehill. Like he's a completely Agreed. different player. But again, so, this ain't a Tennessee show, so let's move on. Maybe the Dolphins, <laughs> but they don't they don't go with winning teams. They always go with losing teams, losing programs. I mean, true, true. But I mean, like at this point, if we're they talking did, about compelling the Colts, stories, they did the Colts mid year last year. I think I watched one episode. It wasn't compelling at all. It was compelling to me just because I was annoyed. But you know, like I like, <laughs> you know, you know who might be a good one. Um, first, let me finish the Miami one. I know they go with winners for the most part, yeah, but yeah. I think that would still be a good story for multiple reasons, like Tua's health and and like all this extra stuff he's doing off the field. I think comes into play. I think their coach is polarizing. I think people love him. Yeah, and if you're yeah. and if you don't love him, then you. Hate, but I mean, I think he's just polarizing. I think Tariq Hill was always polarizing. Whether you love them or hate them, for whatever reason, they got good Ramsey there now. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I'll be but, honest with you. We, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was because I was going to say the the next team. Oh well, I'm just to finish with the Dolphins. I I need to see a Dolphins hard knocks just so we can get a shot of Tua without a shirt on to find out if he's really <laughs> fat or did he actually bulk up because he looks like fat what to is me. this? Yeah, like what <laughs> what, what are you? Are you are you? Did you get it together or not? I don't know. You can't tell. You can't tell. Um, but no, I think Denver would make a good hard next team. Yeah, that would Brand be a great coach. story. Russell yeah. Wilson, Courtney I mean, I'd, Sutton. Yeah, you me? Jerry Judy. I look at Sierra yeah, every week. Sure. I'd yeah. take a Sierra uh, cameo every week. Yeah, for sure. That would that actually would be very compelling. That'd be a great. It'd be, it's weird that they haven't figured out a way to do a dual one yet, right? So to do where like they could, they do two teams, um, but that would be super compelling. The, the Broncos would be a good story. I agree. Mm-hmm. Just to see Sean Payton. Come in and see if he can fix that Nathaniel Haskett debacle. Who is, by the way, in New York City with the Jets? Which is, again, I, I think, you know, it's crazy. I don't think the Jets are as, as stacked. I mean, I get it. You got Aaron Rodgers now. You're excited. You felt like you had one of the best defenses in the league, so you're a quarterback away. But you let Green Bay fans tell you, Aaron Rodgers' thumb was messed up, so that was the problem. But I looked at Aaron Rodgers' play last season, and he wasn't even good enough to beat the Lions in Week 18. So I, I just don't know. Yeah. If, and yeah. not that the Lions were bad. The Lions were a good team, but I mean, for his career, he typically dominated the Lions. Yeah, yeah. I just what's don't see it. What's interesting about the thumb conversation is, I would be the first person to tell you that the Bills' season last year looks different if, if Allen doesn't hurt his elbow. Absolutely. To include the the Vikings game, to me. That pass was short. It, 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 like Peterson didn't do anything but catch the football. He didn't like run a better route or run the route for the receiver like he claims he did. <laughs> Allen threw the ball five yards behind uh, Gabe Davis, and it was because of that stupid elbow thing. If he didn't have that, that's a touchdown all day long. And who knows? It, it might not even come down to that play. The problem with me with that conversation is the Buffalo Bills season ends the exact same way in Cincinnati. There was other things going off the rails that had nothing to do necessarily with josh's elbow elbow by that point of the season in my opinion like i just don't know that the season ends differently but i think the season goes differently right does that make sense for the bills so maybe the thumb is a conversation 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't, I don't know. I think the season ends differently because I think we actually would have got the number one seed. I don't think we lose that Vikings game. If yeah. we don't lose that Vikings game, we have the same record as the Chiefs and we had the tiebreaker because we beat them in Kansas City. So we yeah. would have had the number, you know, obviously we still had to play Cincinnati, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I see, I see things being, I, I think it would have gone a little bit differently had Josh not been injured. Did you see bringing up a topic we didn't talk about? Did you see, uh, Mahomes com- uh, co- comments that, uh, he would rather play the Bills because he feels like he matches up better against Buffalo. I actually did send that to you. Since, yeah. Since, oh, you sent that to me. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and that Cincinnati, he feels like Cincinnati's a better team, a better team or harder to, oh, a, I guess, a worse matchup. Right? Is what that means? Well, he said the Bills were a better matchup for him, but they they wanted the Bengals, and it, it felt like he just it felt like they just hate the Bengals, kind of like everybody does. Yeah, it's like yeah. no, we want to kick their ass. But but no, I I did find that interesting that he said, oh no, we match up better with the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Last thing we're going to talk about on this show. We're going to get everybody out of here early. And by the way, we will be back hopefully next week and then all the way through the season. Uh, this year, my schedule is going to be a little bit jabberwonky. So we're going to maybe mess with the lineup a little bit and bring you guys some guests here and there. Uh, but I'll be traveling. So my new job, just so everybody knows, I travel a couple times a month and sometimes a little bit more generally in the middle of the week. And it just makes it really, really difficult for me to be back in the hotel room by eight o'clock wi-fi dependent and all that kind of stuff so uh but we will be from here on out hopefully all the way through the season taking you through humpty hotline is back at this point and then fina show will be back uh in august as well as the overreaction uh sports show will be back in august uh but last thing that we're going to talk about for this episode uh is funny and i can't believe it hasn't gotten more legs but what do you what do you what do you know about milk check what do, you know, what do you know about check? You, know check. <laughs> you know what? When I tell you, when Josh said it, man, I, I honestly, I probably watched that video probably thirty times, and I probably oh, laughed yeah. for for an hour because <laughs> it just it's the funniest thing. Like to hear Josh Allen say that. So for those of you who don't know what we're referring to, Josh Allen was on um, what was it, Busting It with the Boys podcast. Busting It with the Boys, yeah. And they basically were asking him about certain things, and he's like, "Yeah, when." You know, if we're out there, I'll tell I'll tell Steph milk check. And what he meant by that is if there's like a, a white defensive back or if, if a linebacker that's white is in coverage, it's like, OK, we're going to cook this boy. Milk check. Let's go. <laughs> and it was just like I, I wasn't ready for it, Joe. Like when I tell you I laughed so hard, it was like. <laughs> but when you think about it, we don't there aren't many. Are there how many white defensive backs are there well, in the NFL right now? Well, I mean, uh, there was the what there was the one that was on the Chiefs. That what is he on the Ravens now? Is that right? Um, there's a couple out there. There's not. There's not a whole lot. So, yeah, I don't even know. It, it felt. What's funny? What was funny to me is Allen felt or looked. He got uncomfortable when they started digging into it. Like I feel like milk check came out of his mouth and he was like oh oh crap <laughs> like it was like it. how do i pull that back in <laughs> bring it back bring it back right and then and then it was one of those and you know for for a thousand reasons which is you know none none of which are less than it's josh allen and if he says the wrong thing it's gonna get legs right 
So yeah. as he's trying to explain it, he's trying to be subtle and dance around the fact that it's a racial comment, right? I mean, that's a hundred percent what it is. But yeah, it was it was priceless. It was great. It was a it was a fun moment. Um, I laughed. I watched it a bunch of times too. And I yeah, it's yeah, that's and the, are they going to come up with what else could they say now? Ice cream check? Like, what's the next one? Like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> how do you know. cover? Obviously, if he yells that out, if he yells it out to the sideline, at this now point, everybody's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> Did you watch the entire interview though? I have not watched the whole interview yet. Just the snippets that, I, that have come out. So, if anybody um, is interested in that stuff, I, I tell you to listen to Josh talk. Obviously, is always enjoyable for me. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but this was a really good interview, and I feel like we have them a lot, because what did come out of this interview, obviously, the story picked back up when about the dig stuff with him not being at practice. Now it was because he recorded the show earlier, so the show was pre-recorded, and then they released it. And so it felt like Josh was saying, like, yeah, man, I'm tired of the media, you know, mm-hmm. weeks later. That's not how it was. So I, I, I don't I don't always take up for my quarterback, but I'm going to take up for him this time because a lot of people were saying, like, are you kidding me, Josh? Of course, we're going to talk about it. You just brought it back up. Yeah he, yeah, yeah. he talked about it when it first happened. They chose not to release it. So when they finally did release it, it felt like he was kind of harping on it. But but no, um, I, I just you know what I'm. This is, I think, this is the best team aside from talent too. I think this is the best team that we've had in a while, as far as um, personality overall, top to bottom too. You know, I, I know we had little dirty, you know, and, and but I mean, like now, man, like everybody, I just feel like even the guys that don't talk to the media too much when they do, it's always like a funny sound bite now. Like we just have good yeah. guys, good personalities, and uh, with us doing what we do now, I think it's a great time for us to do it because we, the guys that we have just make it so much easier and better, better for us to do our jobs. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree. It's, it's fun to see a team that isn't necessarily relying on one personality or like one person is, ne- you know, like the fate, the quote unquote face of the franchise. Um, it, and, and we always liken it back to, but it has a very similar feel to that nineties bills team where there were so many different stars and so many different personalities on that team they all could carry their own weight. And then it's funny, too, because we have now discovered that there's guys on that team that were relatively quiet, John Fina, Jerry Ostrowski, that are big personalities, right, that, like, weren't mm-hmm. necessarily in the limelight limelight, or in the uh, in the spotlight at all, So, uh, which is really, really fun. But, uh, Jay Spence, that's all we've got for the, uh, for the wonderful fans and listeners of this show. Uh, what do you got otherwise for closing comments? Anything good? No, just, uh, you know, we're going to give you a – 20 minute break to go and grab some water or some some i don't know some popcorn or something come back and kick it back with us with the birthday boy the big o and sarah for uh line the game that's gonna be dope and then just keep keep up with us all week we got some good stuff coming at buffalo rumlin so uh let's 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 get it and joe take us home man Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Mike with myself, Joe Miller. I'm the voice of the Overreaction postgame show, which is going to be coming back relatively soon. Uh, accompanied with my great friend, one of my best friends in the whole world, Jay Spence the King, who is the host of the Code of Conduct on Tuesdays, as well as the Chop Up. Uh, what else you do? Are you doing anything else besides that? Nope, those are the three, right? These three. Oh, no, you do. You do. Uh, some- I mean, I got stuff. a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> Talk about the SB Nation. Have you talked about the SB Nation stuff? I mean, you probably uh, that, well not not yet because it hasn't officially um oh. been no it's okay you're good you're good I mean it's close <laughs> it, it's close but but no some big things are coming for me I, I got some um you know God been smiling on me a little bit so awesome. we you know so we're gonna we're gonna walk into the season on some new stuff but, but yeah awesome excited can't wait can't wait for that but uh thank you guys everybody for 
hanging out with us for a couple of minutes. We'll see you guys same bat time, same bat channel next week, eight o'clock Wednesday for the Hump Day Hotline. Uh, as we uh, work your work our way through July and uh, head towards training camp. But for myself, for Jay Spencer King, go Bills. Go Bills. Mm-hmm.